When when clients come to you guys and say, hey, I want to get set up with geofencing and just use, utilize all the services you guys have, what is it that you see them doing successfully that the other folks that aren't seeing as much success doing? Well, the one thing I will say is that the clients that do leverage geofencing are typically also doing other forms of digital advertising. That is without a doubt. Um, there are some some industries where you can actually do geofencing as a standalone, um, like if you want to do an event targeting campaign. And even if you're brick and mortar, I mean, you can still use it as, as a standalone. But what's nice about it is that it helps feed the funnel to other folks that because again like unless you're unless you're doing it in an ind industry where you know this person is in market you're really hitting people who may not be in market for your product or your service Justin, you're a husband, you're a father, you're the CEO and managing partner of Propellant Media, which has been ranked number 143 on the Inc. 5000 for America's fastest growing private companies. You're an entrepreneur, digital enthusiast, and so much more, man. Thank you so much for your time. Happy I appreciate it. It was good times, man. I definitely appreciate that. Absolutely. I, I like to kick things off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood <laughs> like for you? Oh, man. Uh, well, I grew up in Philadelphia. Um you know, my, I have uh, several siblings, you know, my mother, and my father grew up in Philadelphia. Um, my, my dad was an entrepreneur and my mother was an educator. And so awesome. I remember my dad particularly driving me to school, you know, many times, many times during the week. And he would originally like, you know, I went to elementary school in downtown Philadelphia. So all the high rise, mid rise office buildings that were down there, and I would just be super enamored with, you know, this idea of being able to develop or just be in real estate. Not when I was like, you know, seven, eight years old, but really when I was like, you know, like, uh, like 12, 13, when I was just, just about ready to graduate and go to high school effectively. Yeah. And that was exciting, uh, for me. And so, you know, grew up in Philadelphia and, uh, you know, of course then, you know, you know, you know, applied to go to, you know, undergraduate colleges all around the country, but went to, ended up going to, uh, Morehouse college, here in Atlanta, Georgia, which is actually where our, our office is located for Propellant Media as well. And then I can I, I can talk about all the other aspects, but that's kind of the transition from childhood yeah. to mini adulthood, if you want to call it that. Sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, I've been this this fan of entrepreneur for a long time. You know, I grew up with, you know, Tony Robbins, Jim, Ro uh, Jim Rohn, Les Brown, like those guys were the guys that really got me fired up about entrepreneurship. Was it your dad or was there other people that were involved that kind of encouraged you to go in this entrepreneur route? You know, I'd say it was, you know, to a large extent, my family and in particular, my dad. Um, I mean, my brothers were entrepreneurs as well, but my father, I mean, he ran a legal forensic photography business. I mean, 90% of his clients were other attorneys, for wow. lack of a better term. And so, you know, just the flexibility that that afforded him to be able to drive me to school. I mean, I had a sense that he sort of was his own man. He ran his yeah. own company, you know, nothing, nothing big, you know, nothing like, you know, 30, 40, 50 employees, but enough to have the flexibility that I certainly, you know, learned to appreciate over the years. Um, and I said, you know what? I don't know what type of entrepreneurism I'll be in. I just always knew that I would be an entrepreneur. It's awesome, man. I love yeah. that, dude. Yeah. And, and like you, like we kind of touched base, like you're the CEO and managing partner of Propellant Media, which is a digital agency. It's centered by uh, on geofencing marketing, which this is unbelievable, by the way. I love this technology. Blown away while I was reading your website. But for those who don't know, what is Propellant Media? What is geofencing? And how does all this work, man? 
So Propellant Media, we're a digital advertising technology company, um, but and, and we're like a lot of the other paid media agencies out there. We do Google ads, Facebook, you know, over the top connected TV advertising. But the thing that we lead with as an agency, mostly for differentiation purposes, but also because, you know, we've, we've you know gotten pretty good at it is geofencing marketing. Um, for those who don't know, geofencing gives you the ability to serve ads to people in very, very precise areas. I mean, all the way down to the contours of a building. And if you think about it, the, the concept behind it is that I'm leveraging your location, which tells me and give me some insights into your intent to buy, right? So yep. great example is if you are a car dealership, right? And you have patrons that are going to your car dealership, then I'd say 80% chance those patrons are actually in market looking to buy a car, probably. Sure. And so as an advertiser, I would geofence that car dealership because I can serve ads to those individuals that's going to that car dealership, whether it's that one or 10 or 20, however many, you kind of get the picture. I'm leveraging mm -hmm. your location, which is telling me that, okay, this person possibly fits my target market. And the main way the process works is when a person walks inside of the geofence location, we're able to capture your mobile device ID and begin serving ads to you both while you're inside the geofence and then for up to 30 days after you leave the geofence. So that's essentially the process and how it works from, from a geofencing standpoint. Um, and, and if anyone that's out there, if you go to your mobile device right now, if you go to like Weather Channel or if you're an Angry Birds player, any of the different apps that's on your mobile device, if you scroll down, you'll start to see various ads. That's sort of the impetus behind geofencing marketing. I mean, I see those ads all the time. And I'm like, how did they know that I was just looking at that website? How did they know that I was, you know, I'm yeah. like, wait a yeah. second. I love that. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you guys are setting up the geofencing, is it like a physical product that you have to put at the dealership, say, or or is it just something that's over the internet that you, you're able to set up? It is. So it's it's not so much a physical product, but rather we're using a technology platform that gives us a sense of, you know, we have a map that gives gotcha. us the sort of the latitude and longitude coordinates of each location. And then based on that, that's when we're able to geofence those particular areas. And when people, when that mobile device crosses that latitude and longitude boundary, that's when we're able to begin serving ads to them, both while they're inside the fence and then for up to 30 days after they've left the geofence as well. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and one of the features I saw on your website, it, it, you offer, it's, it's something called automated plat line geofencing drawing capabilities. And, and I, as I was looking through, I was like, oh man, what, what does this mean? I loved it. Like, what, can you deep dive on that a little bit? That's essentially what it is. We are okay. literally, I mean, a lot of times we are using the platform ourselves and yeah. we are building a virtual fence literally around the contours of that building. Effectively. Gotcha. So someone, you know, client will come to us and say, hey, I have like 20, 30 locations. We'll build geofences around those locations and then we'll serve ads to those people during that period of time. Gotcha. Okay. And mm -hmm. if I'm the consumer and I say, man, let's do it, let's build this geofence there, what's the turnaround time for me to start seeing reporting or analytics? Usually about a week. You know, okay, that. that's quick. You know, from the point in which you like launch a campaign, you can usually start seeing reporting within, you know, five to seven business days, I would say. Has yeah. been our experience. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's been sort of what we've done from that standpoint. I love that and super fast turnaround. Huge for companies to be able to do that that fast. Yeah. You know, and 
90 percent of, uh, of individuals typically have their locations service turned on which that was a higher number than i thought um but i've worked at booths at like massive events like reinvent and i used to sell cars and like done the big concert things and things like that like this would be a game changer if people actually utilize this stuff at those types of conferences how have you seen your clients utilize geofencing at conferences or concerts yeah we've um we've have a number of clients who are might be more on the b2b side even mm -hmm. on the bsc side but more so on the b2b side that says, you know what, I can be at this conference or I may not be able to go to this conference. Either way, I want to geofence this convention center, this conference, because I know that my attendee audience is going to be there. And so a lot of times we'll geofence the conference during the two, three, four days that it's going on. And we'll try to serve as the people that are there. And then we'll, we'll save that retargeting audience and then retarget those individuals for a period of time, typically. Okay. That wow. might be for you know two weeks, it might be for a month, depending on the scenario or the use case. Um, but that's sort of the impetus and sort of how one can utilize geofencing from an event targeting perspective. So cool, so cool. I mean, yeah. I know that the booth that and I like at reInvent when I was there a few times, like we had a big booth. They paid I don't know hundred thousand dollars for that booth, man. But it would yeah. have been so yeah. awesome to have those people come right back to our booth as they're walking through, man. Yeah, it's, it's, cool it's, it's, it's really fascinating, you know, space. The, the one thing that I tell a lot of people is that yeah. geofencing is just part of the part of your marketing plan. It's not like the sole thing that's going to be like the biggest game changer for your company. Right. You know, I tell that to people because you still have to remember that, you know, a lot of the, what happens within, you know, geofencing is still display advertising. It's still mm -hmm. something that's persuasive. You're putting banner ads or video in front of someone that's trying to persuade them to know more about your company or know more about your brand. So, you know, if I'm on Angry Birds, you know, maybe I see the ad, maybe I don't, maybe I see, I'm like, oh, conference. Oh, wow, they're geo, oh, they're, you know, I'm being served in that. You know, it's, it's that kind of, some of that can and does happen effectively, you mm -hmm. know, but we what we try to tell folks is this is just part of, your marketing plan is not the penicillin that's going to solve all of your marketing problems per se. Yeah, exactly. And when, when clients come to you guys and say, Hey, I want to get set up with geofencing and just use, utilize all the services you guys have. What is it that you see them doing successfully that the other folks that aren't seeing as much success doing? Well, the one thing I will say is the the clients that do leverage geofencing are typically also doing other forms of digital advertising. That is without a doubt. Um, there are some some industries where you can actually do geofencing as a standalone, um, like if you want to do an event targeting campaign. And even if you're brick and mortar, I mean, you can still use it as, as a standalone. But what's nice about it is that it helps feed the funnel mm -hmm. to other folks that I mean, because, again, like unless you're unless you're doing it in an industry where, you know, this person is in market, you're really hitting people who may not be in market for your product or your service. Sure. Essentially. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, you know, another example might be, you know, let's say you're a restaurant. I like the I like the concept of restaurants because the decision to purchase is really simple. Just tell me where to eat and I'll go ahead. I'll go there and eat or I'll try it basically. And yeah. it's not, you know, I'm not I'm not losing my shirt over this purchase decision. So right. if I am a capital grill and I want to geofence other luxury or high-end restaurants to just bring more awareness to my restaurant, then that's something that I might do. It's not a huge lift to convince those consumers to try try out my restaurant or at least to bring some awareness to my restaurant. And there could be actually people who are in market because 
you know, like people eat every day. So, yeah. you know, you're constantly in market for a, that particular product or service. You're just trying to get them to come to your restaurant at one point or another. So, you know, that's sort of the way that I try to look at it from a, um, you know, from a marketing, uh, a mix media mix perspective. That's so good. And I, I'm the same way. If I go, if I'm going to eat, I want to try something else different. If something that pops up that I have, especially if I haven't been to that restaurant before, I'm like, Hey babe, we should go and check out this restaurant. Like, yeah, and I live right. in Coeur d'Alene. I would say we don't have the best restaurants out here. So if an ad yeah. popped up for a new place, I'm like, I'm all about it. I'm all know? about it. Like, yo, let's try it. Yo, I just saw this place on my feed. Yo, we got to check it out. And I think yeah. that's, you know, look, I try to look at marketing more from that perspective rather than, oh, this is the thing that's going to start generating a million leads for you. I just, you know, totally. I, I don't really look at it from that standpoint. One of the other things that I noticed on your website that you do something that's really cool. People can actually white label this service, which is awesome. Like, how do people white label this service and, and how do folks get into this propellant media academy you guys have? Man, I... It's funny. So when we were first founded, we were getting leads for direct brands. And then we also were getting agencies that wanted to white label the solution through us. And, you know, for us, when we were founded, I never really thought of us as a white label agency, but I said, well, sure. if that's what the market is dictating, then, you know, we're going to offer a solution. And so that's what we did. We, we have an entire academy, both for training, for learning the product and, you know, also sort of how to sell it or rather how to educate brands on it. Um, yep. We have uh, different, you know, tools that are available um, for agency partners. For example, we have a, uh, an explainer video on our site. We took that same explainer video and just kind of unbranded it. So we make that available to many of our agency partners. We have like a couple of eBooks that you can white label as well. Just tools that makes it a little easier and faster for agencies to kind of get off the ground and start, you know, building relationships with brands that may want to leverage geofencing in some capacity effectively. Mm. Um, so this, it's a one-time fee to be become a partner, but, you know, after that, there's just media spend. And a lot of times our clients will like either mark up or charge a percent of media spend and then go from there. Um, but that's really the process, the same as a direct brand, except that we're just having a relationship directly with the agency and then sure. they're interfacing with their clients while we're fulfilling on the back end for many of those brands or okay. many of those agency partners. Wow. Super cool, man. I, I, it's huge. Yeah. And to be able to do white labeling, like I've, I've tried to work with other companies that do it. They don't do it well, but it looks like through your site and the program you guys have. I love that you have the training for folks. Super cool idea to be able to do that. Along this journey of propellant media and even going yeah. into the geofencing specifically, like what's the greatest lesson that you've learned? Greatest lesson that I've learned in starting propellant media or just around the geofencing track? Just want to be sure I answer that. I answer that. Oh, yeah. No, um, sorry. Propellant media really uh, is more, uh, more specifically the question that I was asking. Yeah. Perfect. So the biggest lesson that I've learned is that you have to find ways to bring value to your customers before they actually become a customer. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by yeah. that, um, you know, it's one thing for me to put up a website and say, we do geofencing, here's a description, here's our team, you know, these are some case studies this is what we've done. Here's a couple of testimonials, come check us out. You know, let us know if you're interested kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's another thing, which is what we try to do is, you know, create a website that's, that has a lot of depth and girth to it meaning it has a lot of information that still provides value to people. We have eBooks that's available. We have video content that's available. You know, you know, we have frequently asked questions, you know, things that gets people thinking 
all right, well, how can I use this within my own business? And we provide answers to some of that. You know, there's still certain things that we gate like pricing because we still want people to reach out to us directly. But, you know, we're always thinking, okay, well, how do we build a site or how do we bring value to customers before they actually become a customer? And one of the ways we do that is both through sort of the catchphrase content, but really it's content that's going to help people get to that next stage in their decision-making. And yeah. I felt like if we're able to do that, then at least we're doing something that's hopefully better than some of our other competitors and the competition that's out there, um, you know, while still trying to build great relationships with the brands that we have those relationships with. And so, you know, my tidbit for everyone and what I've learned is if you can just think of your business from that standpoint, like how can I bring value immediately when they first come to me, you're going to give yourself many more chances to generate leads and generate um, some uh, prospects uh, for your organization. You have a lot of great free resources. You've obviously got some paid courses, things like that, but there's a lot of great resources on there. And it was very easy for me once I got to your website to understand exactly what you guys were doing and exactly what geofencing yeah. is. You've got a full demo on there. Like it's there for the, the taking people can get the value right. before they even submit any information, right. which I love on that. For you guys, what are you most excited about as we we're in 2023 now? Like what's most excited for you guys? What's coming up next for Propellant Media? You know, because we um, we focused a lot on programmatic display and geofencing, we weren't doing as much paid search and paid social. We do, we do a lot of paid search and paid social, just not nearly as much as we did on the programmatic side. I'm really looking forward to those areas growing further because I feel like there's a lot of opportunity as we cross pollinate the lower funnel traffic to the middle and upper funnel traffic that we do through geofencing. And we're getting more brands that's expanding their services with us through that regard. That's something that I'm really excited about. I'm still yeah. excited about the opportunity also for many agencies that can leverage geofencing. Cause again, you know, a lot of folks look at, you know, how can I use my marketing to generate leads like today? And sometimes, you know, sometimes with branding and middle middle funnel type stuff, it doesn't always work that immediate. So the opportunity for more agencies to be educated on this being part of their media mix, uh, that's the part that I'm also excited about as well. And, and like if you're a, a company and you want to get the word out about your brand and things like that, is there a social media platform where we're seeing like, you know, Facebook kind of up and down, Instagram up and down, but is there a platform where people should be focusing on or is or is it kind of like hey let's try to get on all platforms it really does depend on the industry i still okay. think that instagram and facebook are still the the behemoths from a paid social perspective um sure. if you're in the education space snapchat is actually a really good platform um i think tiktok is starting to you know you know no no pun intended tick up a little bit or quite yeah. a bit actually um from an adoption standpoint meaning like you actually be able to generate clients and customers you know, from that channel, um, we have a, mm -hmm. you know, a wedding client, a few other folks that are having great success with TikTok. Um, those are some of the mainstays that we're seeing, of course, like, you know, you know, you have YouTube, but that's not really a social platform per se, but those are right. the ones that I, I envision being incredibly powerful in the years to come. I mean, those, those, those four are, are really important. Also, there's a little bit of Twitter. I like some of the Twitter targeting opportunities that are available as well, but Instagram, Facebook, for sure. Uh, TikTok and Snapchat are the big four, in my opinion. I think, I, think, sure. <laughs> I think LinkedIn is great, man. It's so good. And I've seen a massive uptick in followers yeah. and business connections and more, I think, real business stuff being posted on LinkedIn versus before when I first... I think mean, when I first joined LinkedIn, I didn't really do much with it. But over the last year or two, I've really started to see 
high value stuff shared, not just like, sure. Hey, post this and go and buy stuff. So, I mean, I agree like LinkedIn, Instagram, that's my big focus is Instagram, um, LinkedIn and YouTube for me. That's where I like to kind of put all my efforts into. Uh, but it's good that all the platforms are kind of still hanging around. I didn't actually realize that Snapchat was still kind of the educational, uh, kind of. Yeah, no, no Snapchat. I mean, particularly on the, let's say this on the education side is huge. Yeah. I'll just leave it. Okay. At that. A lot of leads yeah, yeah. like for uh, for our higher ed clients on that side of the fence. Now, I'd love to, to finish the show off with with a fun question. I'm a music guy, so I'd love to ask the question, like, what type of music do you listen to? Or who's a favorite band for you? Oh, this man. Um, definitely do a good bit of hip-hop. Um, uh, Kendrick Lamar, there's a few others uh, out there um, that I have an appreciation for. I also, um, you know, it's funny. You know, my father was a boater. So we did a lot of boating back in the day and, mm. you know, he had his own style of music that it's not that it's like my favorite music, but it's incredibly nostalgic. So one yeah. of the folks is Paul Simon, um, who did a lot of, you know, alternative, you know, classic rock, if you want to call it that yep. uh, music uh, that I'd listened to back in the day. And, you know, Paul Simon is sort of like on the alternative side that I listen to from time to time. Mm. I love that. Now, for yeah. folks who are interested in, in going and finding more information out about propellant media and geofencing, like what's the best place for them to connect with you on? I mean, the easiest thing you can do is just go to propellant.media. If you do a search for propellant.media or propellant media, you'll find us on Google. Um, but propellant.media is our website. And that's it. That's that's I mean, you'll go to the site, you'll you know, you'll consume all types of information that we offer and then and then go from there effectively. Awesome. And, and then uh, the last question I love to ask a question or to ask my guest is, you know, what's your message to the world, man, around this? Like, what do people need to be doing so that uh, they can just uh, have a better life in regards to their business and be successful in that mode? You know, I'd say take time for yourself. You know, there are mm -hmm. a lot of times we all I mean, sometimes you have to work 24 hours a day, which for some people, I understand that, you know, you're kind of in a position where you have to. But if you don't have to, then you know, take time for yourself, take time for your family. Um, you know, cause that stuff is, is still incredibly important. Some people will say, Oh, you know, I can still work from, you know, 6am to 8pm and, you know, spouse and everyone's going to be okay. But, you know, I think it's important that you take the time to focus on yourself, focus on your family, um, and focus on your, your spirituality, you know, you know, just don't always be a workaholic, um, because that, that tends to wear, wear out pretty, pretty quickly. You know, I, I really try to shut down by five 30. Usually I'm still yeah. up and at it by like five 30 the next day, but yeah. that's quality time that I get to spend with my son, with my wife, all that, which, which is, which is vital. So that's my advice to everyone that's out there, out there. It's so important, man. I'm up at 4am six days a week and, and I, yeah. I do this and this is my passion, my purpose. And I still work a full-time job. So I go flip behind the computer to me, you know, on there, there and you go. There at you five o'clock, I really try to go, all right, I, I got to yeah. turn everything down and it's family yeah, yeah, yeah. time. Amen. Justin, I love your story, man. I love what Propellant Media is doing, man. This is awesome. It's a game changer for sure, man. You're an absolute world changer. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man. I uh, appreciate it. I definitely appreciate you, Eric. Great conversation. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to take a listen or a watch. It's truly an honor to be able to speak with such amazing guests, and I hope that they've made an impact on your life in some way, shape, or form. And you can do me one big favor. That would be huge. Click that subscribe button, and then second favor, hit that share button. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. Keep changing the world. I believe in you.